We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Steven, great jump cut, 45 feet. There's a hole, burst to it, 20. Nice step to tackle, runs left. 25 still to feet, 10. 46 yards pulled by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it, he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host tonight, Tommy Avance. And, well, I mean, we really should be, we're saying Rams Talk Radio. This is like the Rams Talk Radio Center for Disease Control because we're all just sick and nasty. I mean, just nasty. So we're don't expect this to go long, but we want to talk about a lot of you know, a lot of what's going on in the NFL, but especially what's going on with the Rams. Tommy, can you make it 30 minutes? Just 30 minutes? I'm good, dude. I, uh, I'm i on the tail end of my sickness, but full disclosure, I've been sick since October 26th. Today is November 16th. That is a long time to be ill. Wow, Not fun. Longest I've ever probably been sick. It's terrible. You see, and I'm jealous because I've been, I've been sick longer than you have. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. I am. That's brutal. It's been brutal. And we're just now figuring it out, I think. We're on the, hopefully, on the better end of it. But nonetheless, I mean, I think most people this time of year kind of, kind of get that feeling. Like there's, you're an allergy season, especially if you are in, you know, a farming area. You are seeing change of temperatures. A lot of people's time of year will get science infections. It's just a yucky time of year. I think in some cases it's worse than when you get in the full bore in the flu season. Because at least with flu season, you know what's the flu. Whereas right now, if you get something, a lot of them, a lot of stuff that are different, they feel the same. Like a cold in a lot of ways feels like an ear infection and vice versa. 
because a lot of times it's, it's a virus that causes an infection. So it's yep. kind of it just kind of sucks. I mean, but if you're feeling okay, if we're all feeling okay, then we're we're glad to be here. We got some good time off during the bye, and we are here to talk some Rams football. The Rams have Seattle Seahawks for round two this weekend at home. And it's, I mean, is it safe to say if the Rams have any hopes of going to playoffs, and I know you might chuckle at that, they have to, this is, they have to win this game. They have to. Would you yeah, agree? this is every, every game moving forward is a must win when you have six losses in the nine games. So three Simple and six versus six and three. The Rams schedule, uh, with keeping up with NFL news since our last time on the air, it's th- the difficulties change a little bit. Seattle doesn't look right. Arizona got better. When we saw that last week with Kyler Murray coming back, they got better. Cleveland got worse. Deshaun Watson's now out for the season. They're starting DTR. UCLA folks, you know who he is. Uh, they're, they're now starting him. And then after that, Baltimore. And then Washington, a Washington the grab bag. Washington plays well some weeks and some weeks they don't. So the schedule isn't as daunting as it looked a while back. New Orleans after that, New Orleans isn't going to scare you. Then the Giants. I mean, if the Rams can get something together, they have. They actually have. I won't say it's as difficult anymore. I don't, it doesn't feel as difficult to me. It's it's actually. It's not scary at all. They can go on a run. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna it. just do that and give these poor fans hope. Listen, I'm not gonna <laughs> give hope. The Rams have you. problems. The Rams <laughs> have problems. So the schedule's not scary. I don't see them going the rest of the year without a win, especially if Stafford's playing. But it's not three weeks two two weeks ago, three weeks ago when we were looking at the schedule, I'm thinking, okay, look at our look at how it's looking. Seattle is a playoff team. The Browns are a playoff team. The Ravens are a playoff team. Washington's playing a lot better. And, and, and now, and the Saints were okay. Well, the Saints just lost Derek Carr. Washington is just so inconsistent. Baltimore is Baltimore. They're good. They're, they're good. But the Browns just lost their quarterback as well. Now, there's nothing here that scares you to death anymore. Except for, of course, the last game in San Francisco, which... Is that We're talking about and, the Ravens don't scare you? They're gonna smash us. Dude. I, then I, I already said that, dude. I already I, okay. There's nothing I'm talking about overall. The schedule doesn't scare you anymore overall. So I mean, you just heard me say the Ravens are good. They're the Ravens. You just heard Listen, me say we're that. We're both sick. Our brains are not working properly. <laughs> we're gonna have to cut each other some slack today. <laughs> so all right. So and you just had surgery, by the way. How's that? How's the hand feeling? I did. I had surgery three days ago. Um. It's doing well. I'm, I uh, I looked up physical therapy on YouTube for carpal tunnel surgery because I'm trying to get ahead of it because my follow up appointment is until the end of the month, and then by the time they get the physical therapy appointment booked, I'm going to be healed already. So I'm doing it on my own on YouTube because um, uh, I want to uh, play drums again. So I'm all over it, dude. My hand is moving. I'm moving. I'm doing my finger exercises. I'm doing fist clenchings. I'm doing everything already, dude. I'm all over it. Cool. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, and you're feeling starting to feel better. You've turned the corner. Look at you. You're a champ. I have. I'm 45. And after four surgeries in one year, I feel 25. This is good stuff, man. All right. Well, now you can feel 25 on the podcast. So, folks, before we go anywhere, we, we you know, we tend to knock out our, our ads early. And I know some folks aren't exactly thrilled with that. But stay with us because we have a big conversation coming up. And we also want to make sure we give our, our sponsors their due diligence, their due respect. So 
our big one, our sponsor that you guys have gotten to know pretty well is Prize Picks. And they are the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America right now. The Easy Smoke's exciting way to play DFS is just you against the numbers. You're not competing with anybody else. Not the pros and the sharks. It's just you. You pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and you just watch the winnings roll in. And now basketball season's here. So you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from this, what they call the specials league. And that's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo, three pointers made plus reception. So I find that interesting. I find that really interesting. I'm not sure how you feel about talking, but I find that pretty interesting. And then also, if you, you, if you want to play along some prize picks major players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Scholes, you can do that in the community plays under the promos tab of the, of the app. You can view and research on some of the biggest names in the prize pick community each week. So also, as we close this shop, close this shop up, Price Picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For, in, for instance, you have football and basketball games, you have a player who exits the game in the first half, does not return the second, that player is rebooted, and Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. And that's nice to know. So you can turn 10 bucks into a 50, a few easy taps. Go to PrizePicks. Dot com forward slash Rams talk. Use the code Rams talk for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time is you can get $200 in value here. Go to pricepicks.com forward slash Rams talk. Use the code Rams talk for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fan sports made easy. Here's a word from rest of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So let's cover the schedule first, then we'll finish up with the Seahawks. How's that sound, Tommy? Sounds great. All right. So we mentioned before we got into the ad tier, Seahawks this weekend. Do we want to go ahead and call wins and losses now? Yeah. I All mean, right. well, let's, you know, let's, you know what? 
if we're going to do the game at the end, then we probably shouldn't pick wins or losses on that one. So, but let's cover the you game wanna, first. Yeah, let's think. That's a good idea. All right. Again, we're a little, we're a little <laughs> bit off our game today. today we're was, loopy today, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know about that. Maybe you are, but I'm just tired. I am. Sick. I'm exhausted, so, dude. <laughs> so before people call us complainers and whiners, folks, we're real with you. We're always so. When we're looking at this game, I just look at a couple of key things. One, the Seahawks right now are not really pass protecting well. They're focusing on the running game. We're starting to see more and more focus on their their new guys, Zach Charbonneau, Ken, Kenny Walker's been hurt a little bit. So you um you're seeing this kind of shift. You're seeing the receivers out there, you're seeing Tyler Lockett reemerge, Metcalf struggling and, and Jackson Smith and, and Jimba is not really fitting in. Overall, Last year when this offense was rolling, they had a great passing game, and Geno Smith was was doing very well for himself. This year, they're sluggish, and again, I point to pass protection. It's not really there like it was last year, and I think that's where the Rams have their best shots right here. If they can, especially in that interior line, combo that out with our, our surprise, not for you. I know you were calling this, with, but our surprise young rookie on the edge there, mm-hmm, yeah, we all know who you're talking about. I think the Rams can actually win this game and they can win it in the trenches. Uh, agree, disagree? This, I think it's a winnable game. We just have to, we have to play like we did week one. We, there, this team, is, as we know, is not built for um, getting behind with penalties and mistakes and injuries. Those are the three things that are going to kill this young roster. So we have to stay healthy. We have to obviously keep the penalties down. And execute. Simple as that. And that's the same for any NFL team, really, but especially one that doesn't have, you know, a loaded talent or roster. This is a team that is, as we've said, I, ad nauseum, they are rebuilding. They have a nucleus, but they're young and they do dumb things sometimes. But if I'm talking about how to beat the Seahawks, I'm looking at that flaw right now, and that is the, that is the pass blocking for them. And that's where I think the Rams have to be successful across the board, that defense has to get to Geno Smith and force them into being one-dimensional and different way to try to run the ball. What do you think? Yeah, we have, first and foremost, we have to shut their run down because they're going to try to run it on us, obviously, with those two running backs. Um, If we don't shut their run down, they're just going to keep, they're not going to have to worry about Geno Smith getting any heat on him. You know, we shut that down, then we can try to to force a little heat, but we got to get points on the board and get ahead of them so we can create a pass rush. Because if, you know, if we're not like the reason we were able to tee off week one is because we, we got ahead and we were able to, you know, cut loose on those guys a little bit. But we have to make sure that happens. The X factor in this game is a player that wasn't on the team when we played them week one. And that's uh, the big boy. Okay. I'm a big fan. I'm just not a big fan that he's not on the Seahawks. And that's Leonard Williams. Both. The Niners and the Seahawks made plays for defensive linemen at the trade deadline to make their team even more competitive. Bravo to them. Uh, The Rams are not in that position like we were a few years ago to add a piece here or there to try to get over the top. Leonard Williams is a monster in the run game and the pass game. Okay, he is a force to be reckoned with. And you add him to that already tough front seven and that back, the back end with their safeties and their corners are really good too. This defense on paper mm-hmm. is terrifying. Okay. 
now that the rookie Witherspoon is, you know, halfway through the season getting his feet wet, that dude is wow. I mean, their secondary is, it's lights out, dude. So we cannot make mistakes against this team. We just can't. Because Leonard Williams, added to that defensive line, is going to be a problem. He is. And, and, but the one area where this team, because they are young, they're going to fall victim to the really good route runners. Unfortunately, the Rams have a couple really good route runners. So the passing game should be there if you have Sam Bradford. On, no, just when I say Sam Bradford. Holy crap, dude. It, it happens, dude. Matt Those Stafford names. under center. Okay. Stafford <laughs> under center. Those names are almost the good same. good route running. You know, and I... They they have to establish the run. That's been the formula for the Rams all year. This now we're just on rinse and repeat when we're talking about they have to establish a run. But in terms of good play calling, it's going to be the route running against that young defense that will really make a difference if they can actually assault them basically and get to get them, get the ball down the field. Everything we're talking about is is legit how to beat Seattle right now. And Seattle for that all those guys on paper who are really good, they do not they don't always play up to that. They 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 make mistakes back there. You saw that in the Washington game last week, where they nearly gave away that game. It I mean, Washington yep. in a lot of ways outplayed them. So, the it's possible, and Leonard Williams will make things more difficult. But the Rams have to be creative, and that's what we've been kind of preaching now for the last month and change. I want the old creative Rams play calling back. I want that out there, and you know when I and it's so simple in, in the way that we could talk about like. 11 personnel in 2017, yeah, 95,000 plays are running out of straight 11 personnel, no, and no one ever knew what they were going to run. I'm not saying go back to that, but that kind of level of creativity where teams just didn't know where they were going, that's going to play a big thing. I, I think that, in the end, Seattle is very beatable. You want to control the line of scrimmage. That's where it's always going to be. And, I, and when I first brought this preview in, Tom, the reason, Tommy, the reason why I mentioned they need to control, they need to get after Geno Smith, because I'm already assuming, given some of the injuries to Walker, and Charbonnet has not really looked all that great to me. He's had a couple moments. I think the Rams are going to do fine against the run. But they tend to really not put enough pressure on the quarterback, and that's why I'm focused on that, because I believe that the Rams are going to put them in third and seven, third and eight positions against the run, and now I want to see them lock it down. That's what I think they have to do. Yeah, I've been watching some some tape lately to prepare for the second half of the season. One thing that and and fans are not going to want to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Our offense was better when Cooper Cup was on IR. It just was. Um, they well, explain why. Re- Go deeper. They, they, I'll explain why because Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup are the same person. Okay, they're the same style of player, and Puka when Cooper was out was running. Cups plays. He was running. He literally was in his position. When Cooper came back, he moved to a different position, and they're very similar players. Right now, with both of them on the fields, there is an X factor out there that was being utilized when Cooper Cup was on IR. His name is Tutu Atwell. I knew you were going there. And as much as I hammered him, he didn't draft himself. So I have flipped. In the last two years, from why did you draft that dude in the second round to why aren't you using him? He is wide open on almost every play, and Stafford isn't even looking at him, dude. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of Stafford staring down two guys that aren't always open, 
and Sean McVay calling terrible plays. It's driving me nuts, dude. What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, we all know. Two, two, free, two, two, free, two, two. (laughs) Tom, we all know that one negative tendency that Sean McVay tends to have is he tends to get tunnel vision. He tends to zero in on one area and focus there, even if it means burning the ships. Okay. So I, I don't really think that that's any kind of shocker. I'm hoping that with this buy, that they've had time to kind of rework that offense a little bit. And I think the big mistake was you moved, you, you, what did you try to do? You try to put Cooper Cup back in his old slot and then you, you move Puka. Is that what you're, what you're saying they did? No, I'm not saying move anybody. I'm saying throw no, I'm the saying ball when to came, the well, open I'm saying guy. when Cooper came back. When Cooper came back, did they just try to move Cooper back to his old slot and, and then put Puka yeah. Nakua somewhere else? I think they should they just put, put Puka there. They put Puka in Van's spot and they put Tutu in, 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 in Puka's spot or vice versa. They, that's all they did. They just switched some things around and they took Van out. Okay. But point being, Tutu's open. Simple as that. Just throw the ball to the open guy. I don't care what the design is. Find the open receiver and throw it to him. Go through your reads and throw the ball to the open receiver. That's it. The, the irony in that Do comment that. is if you're doing that, if you're doing that, you're going to force a defense to pull towards that guy who's open. And then what happens when you go start pulling towards that guy who's open? The other guys will get open. So, exactly. you know, that, that it kind of fits. Establishing the run course is important. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's the way this game has to work. I'm hoping in that two weeks, I really am hoping in that two weeks that they are able to kind of shift that around and get some roles straightened out. I'm going to believe they did. They, they, they had to have watched enough film over the course of that time frame to where they were able to fix a few things. If not, then there's little hope for the rest of the season, even if the schedule's weak. So yeah. let's look at that if we have, if Yeah, if we have more of you know the square peg and round hole, we're just going to keep losing games. Simple as that. So we missed schedule. We're, let's save. Let's look at it now. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that um, there's a coming off a of bye. The Rams are a little more rested. I think they're going to have some being at home. I think it's going to matter. I'm going I'm to go ahead and, and call the upside. So the Rams do beat the Seahawks. Um, so I'm going to call that a win. What do you think? I know the fans expect me to call this one a loss because they know my personality, but I'm with you on this. I think we could win this game. I really do. So I'm going to call it a W. The next one is at Arizona on November 26th with a, by the way, Kyler Murray looked great in his first He sure did. He sure did, bro. It looked like he was never even gone. He actually looked better than when he left. He looked healthy. He looked fast. He was decisive. When he, when, before he got hurt, he didn't look, he looked kind of like a shell of himself. He looked a lot more sure and confident going out there. Arizona, when you look at their pieces, they have a tight end in play who's, who's making moves, Trey McBride. You have Marquise Brown. They have, you know, they have Connor, you know, there in the backfield. This is, this is a team, by the way, who I hope does well the rest of the year because draft picks. Okay. So I, I actually think Arizona wins this game, not because, of anything the Rams do. I just think when you, with Kyler Murray back playing well and the other pieces he has around him, suddenly this team is a lot better than people realize. Yes. And if you look at the way they played all year without him, you kind of saw that. Okay. They fought hard. You kind of saw, yes, they were not getting blown out really. They were 
fighting. They were playing, dude. They were they were going at it. And, and I'll tell you two things I saw with Kyler Murray coming back. Um, I saw a guy who looked at the record and saw his job in jeopardy because Kyler Murray knows who's coming out in the draft this year for quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And regardless of his contract, people will get rid of guys and eat cap and draft a guy that they think is going to be better. A certain NFL team we know very well has shown no hesitancy whatsoever to take that cap space on. I think we know, you know, you know who I'm talking about, right? Well, yeah, the Cardinals drafted two quarterbacks rounds in rounds one, two years in a row, Josh Rosen and then Kyler Murray. They don't care. Like they'll they'll keep doing it until they get it right. And Kyler, regardless of he, he got paid or not, he knows that. And he doesn't want to lose his job. He you know, he you could tell. And then on top of that, the second reason is Cliff Kingsbury's gone and he hated his guts. So he's happy that that guy's gone and he likes the offense that they're running now. So he's a happy Kyler Murray. And you saw that in the way he played his demeanor, um, the way he was talking, he was having fun. And that's terrifying. You We're know, taking an L. And, and by the way, the evidence that that was the right kind of offense for Kyler Murray was there when Josh Dobbs was a quarterback for the Cardinals because they were letting Josh Dobbs run and be free and make those decisions. So mm-hmm. if you're going to let Josh Dobbs, of course you're going to let a better, a better talent like Kyler Murray go do it. And, of course, right away we saw it. Atlanta came in that game 4-5, and five, they're in, and they're, I think they're actually better than their 4-5, and five, and, and Arizona won that game fair square all the way down the middle. Next game, Week 13, is the Browns. The Browns just lost to, lost to Sean Watson for the year. That means they're, they're, they are they're in trouble, man. Um, did we, but, Did we do the prediction on the last game? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I called for the I saw I called for the Cardinals win, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Okay. So that okay. put the Rams at, I believe, four and seven. Now, of course, when we're saying that, we're hoping the Rams win the game. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't the way the Cardinals played and the way they're looking that offense in particular. I think the Cardinals take that. The Browns come in to SoFi. Uh, I expect Browns fans to travel well to that. Probably not the same level as Pittsburgh, but they're going to travel well. There's a lot of things to like about this Browns team. They have a solid defense. They have a, a they have a, they're tough. They've been through a lot this year, and they keep finding ways to win. And that's actually a reason why I think the the Browns are going to find a way to win in in SoFi. They their defense is man, it's legit. It's one of the best in the league. They they have a great pass rush. They do a lot of good things. The only thing that will hold them back is injuries, and they've got a lot of them. So maybe by then, when week 13, they're a little healthier. But right now, I'm going to say the Browns should be favored in the game. I agree. I'm picking the Browns on defense alone. That defense is going to annihilate our offensive line, and, and Stafford's going to yeah. be running for his life. They are nasty. Um, They're going to run the ball down our throat. They're not going to need Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's been playing boo-boo all year anyway, except for the last game where he got hurt. He played great, but he's gone. All they need is DTR to run around and make a few plays, but their running back room is ugly, and they're going to run the ball down our throat, and they're going to, on defense, they're just going to bully us, dude. That team is scary, man. They, they are good. That's, they're a, that's me- an L. I'm they're better than L people there. realize. To me, yep. honestly, the Browns are a quarterback, a healthy, a healthy Deshaun Watson away from being a Super Bowl contender. The guy wasn't yep. right all year. Like, they're... 
watch the Browns. That's all I'm going to say. Not this year, obviously, because they're no quarterback, but if they keep that team together for next year, they are legit. Next is at Baltimore, week 14 in, in December. Man, <laughs> um, do we even need to say anything? L. L. It's going to be rough. Straight L. 18 and 1 against the NFC since 2018. Lamar Jackson, not the Ravens. Let me make that clear because everyone all week's been arguing with me because they can't. Reading comprehension is an MF. I get it. But I said specifically a million times Lamar Jackson is 18 and 1 versus the NFC. But we beat them in. um, in Yeah, Tyler Huntley, dude. Tyler Huntley. I said Lamar Jackson. Listen. 18 and 1. L. It's not just that. They, they are better across the board. And right around week 14, they're going to be trying to solidify their playoff spot. They're in probably the division at that point. So that's going to be a motivated, motivated Ravens team. Yeah, week they smoked 15? us in 2019 with a much better team. Okay? They smoked us. I was there. It was ugly. So, tw- yeah, it was ugly. Week 15. The Washington Commanders come into SoFi. Uh, the, if there's a lot in terms of Washington's very uneven. They, they're not consistent. Santa Howe has emerged as a solid starting quarterback for them. They have a couple of good solid receivers. They're just not consistent on either side of the football. And so it's kind of hard to say. I think if the Rams play their game, they can win that. I'm going to call it a W. Okay. What do you say? Well, I only picked the Rams to win four games this year. And I don't think this was one of them. This is a tough one for me. It's a tough but one for me, too. I'm just I'm going gonna, on a limb. Yeah, I'll take a W here. Okay, that'll give them five. That'll give them five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, now, the five following months. week, it's a short week. Short week home game against the Saints. And by the way, this is a really bad football game. Can you, you, the Amazon schedule this year sucks. Like, can, we say, can anybody just say that? They've had very few games on Thursday night that I actually want to watch. They've had a couple. Well, when they make, well look, 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 you got to look at it this way, too, Derek. When they make the schedule, it, it, it's the teams are on paper. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't the, paper, it, the, wasn't the schedule the makers fault good either, dude. that Aaron Rodgers got hurt week one? It's not their fault. Listen, I'm not saying that. Because that was a you Monday night game. I'm talking about the Thursday night game. The Rams and Saints week one, I mean, week 16, this, this was never going to be a great game to begin with. Amazon, I mean, the NFL's got to be better for Amazon, apparently. I'm taking the, the Saints defense is really, really good. And they got a couple guys on the backfield who can make plays. Um, on a short week, I'm going to take the yell here because I, I don't see them winning two in a row on this. Yeah, for me, it's it's who plays quarterback um, and if, if we're healthy. So, so let, let's hypothetically, the Rams are healthy and Derek Carr plays, we win. Uh, if Jameis Winston plays, we lose. I think. I think, Jameis, I think. I think Derek Carr's out, man. Like for weeks. then, then Jameis Winston plays, then we lose because I'm, I'm telling sure. you, he's he's got Jameis Winston has gotten better every year, especially since he's been a saint. He's turned his life around. He's turned the way he looks at football around. And when he came into that game in relief last week, that team came alive. So yeah, Jameis Winston right. plays. Yeah, I'm going to take the L here. All right, I'm going to say it's an it's an L. Next week in New York, New York has Devito playing quarterback and everything. I, I feel bad for the New York roster right now. You think the Rams have had injuries? Nah, I'll, 
I'm going to go with a win for the Rams here. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. Giants that'll, are that'll suspect. Put them at six wins. That, and, and, and by the way, it's not, I don't blame any coaching staff in New York. They've been annihilated by injuries in New York. They're getting Caleb Williams. I'm telling you that right now. It, you know, well, then, yeah, Daniel Jones was their guy. We'll see. Um, the last one is at San Francisco. Ian and I, of course, we're going to, I'm going to say a Niners win on, but there's a caveat here. I think there's a good chance the, the, the Niners have this division won by them. I don't. And I'm not talking about division. I'm talking about seeding for the conference. The Niners are going to, uh, by the last good week point. of the year, I'm telling you, they're going to be fighting with the, the Lions, the Eagles, and who, and the Cowboys for that, those seedings. So they are not sitting anybody. That's a great point, by the way. Thank you, Marion, that point. Although I think the Eagles will have everything kind of sealed up. I do. The Eagles will have, I think the Eagles will have number one sealed up. I'm but, not sure about But they'll team. want the two seed. They'll fight for that two seed. Even though they got sure. to play uh, immediately in the wild card round, it doesn't matter. You'll, you'll take that two seed because if, if somehow the Eagles get bounced, the Niners, it, it, you got to go through uh, Levi to get to the Super Bowl. You know, that they're, they're going to fight That's for the seeds. Uh, That's you know? a loss. Yeah, that puts us at that. Six well, seven. that puts me in my predictions at six wins for the season, which is a complete waste. <laughs> six and eleven. You know, and, and, I, and to me at this point, like the pessimist says, you know what? I just hope you guys just lose them all. Go get that high draft pick. If you course, win six no- games, if we end up with six games, one, it's 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 horrible for us. It's either you go to the playoffs or you don't say win. Go like, on, I, say I get that. What? I get that. Say the I word. Get that fans say the word, Tommy. I'd rather have a higher draft pick, dude. Which means you what? You don't win. I'm not going to say tank what? because then the, the players oh, aren't going to tank. So we know I'm the players aren't going to tank. Okay, but if, if you know logically, fans, you're not going to make the playoffs. Or, it's 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 it's. It's complex. Like, and people are going to mess this and say, you never choose for team to lose. Well, I'm, th- I'm a long-term thinker. I'm looking forward to 2024 when they have a study. Yeah, I'm a, bi- I'm a businessman. I, I don't look I'm, at things that way. You know, Six I'm wins not... does nothing for me. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to cheer for your team. It's kind of weird. On Sunday, the rest of the year, of course, we're cheering for them to win. We want them to win. We don't want to see them lose. But if we're being logical or thinking about the future, thinking about the business, you're thinking it's better if they lose. And that's, I hate that. I hate that fans are in that position. They have to think about that, right? Because yeah, it you, sucks. That's it, it. Well, it does suck because it means your team's not going anywhere. So you're looking for ways your team can go somewhere. So the one side, your heart says, yes, go Rams. We want you to win. And of course, you want them to win. But the other side's like, well, if they lose, you know, yeah. I mean, I guarantee every fan in New York that's a Giants fan it wants to lose every game so they can go get Caleb Williams. I'm telling they'll you never, that right now. They'll never say it out loud, of course. Oh, uh, but a bunch of them will. A lot of people in New York, well, they don't, New they're Yorkers. not afraid to speak their mind. <laughs> well, they're gonna, they, they're gonna, they're, they're they'll be that they'll kind of be like some people who are listening to this podcast. But like, what are these guys talking about? Well, there's gonna be those people who are like, man, what kind of fans are these guys? There's going to be the other corner of fans who are like, no, no, that makes sense. It makes sense. You know, there's going to yeah. be those group of people. The, the, the fans that get upset with us are the ones that don't want their Sunday ruined. Their, their individual Sunday. The one when they wake up on Sunday morning, they don't want their day ruined. So they want to win. They, I get that. But you're, that's so narrow minded. 
of of thinking, but I, that's that's just what I see. I there's a guy um on Twitter named Alan um Sales who's a Rams fan, season ticket holder so far, and me he's the he's the ultimate optimist and I'm the ultimate realist. We made a bet at the beginning of the season for 100 bucks. He bet the Rams are going to win 10 games and 80% of the fans on Twitter said you just handed Tommy $100. Two more losses, <laughs> he owes me 100 bucks. Like, bro, I know what I'm doing. You may not like it that I'm right, but I'm going to be right regardless. You know what I mean? Like, it just is what it is. I've been I've, I've been doing this too long not to, not to be able to predict this stuff, dude. By the way. And and like I said before, real quick, I came into this season with a clear head knowing who we were going to be and I was going to enjoy watching the young guys play football and grow. That is okay. If you're don't look at the wins and losses. That's that's very short-sighted of of as a fan. Look at what we're trying to do and look at the guys that we drafted over the last year or so and just watch them grow and be and be happy and we'll grow with them. And and before you know it, we'll be kicking butt again. But I get, but I, I, I also empathize with the, the short-sighted fan. I, I get that. You don't want to wake up on Sunday and be all excited, shower, get your gear on and take an L. I get it. I'm with you guys, but I can't live in la la fantasy land, bro. I just can't do it. By the way, just cause we were talking about Baltimore a little earlier right now, Baltimore already first quarter up on Cincinnati. He was recording some Thursday night. They took the first drive and just destroyed the, the, the Bengals defense. <laughs> that it team is built to Lamar bully Jackson. People. Ugh. Lamar Jackson was 71 yards, uh, 56 yards passing, 15 yards rushing, all in the first drive. So, yeah. Yikes. That's a team. Baltimore, don't mess with them. Um, closing things out, we'll see you guys Sunday night. We're, and just to emphasize, I have a lot of excitement for the rest of the season. I want to see this team grow and we will see a lot of these young kids grow and that's really you know what we would call a reload season however you want to frame it that's what really what you want to see you want to see the young guys the role players are coming up you want to see them grow so that is something to look forward to and that's something you're optimistic about because we have seen guys emerge and grow tutu at it well being one of them we got you know our young defensive linemen He's doing great things, and right now I'm so stinking sick, I can't remember his name, but you know his name because you have him on your freaking draft list. Say his name, please, Tommy. Wait, who, who are you talking about? Our young defensive Just, lineman, our edger. Oh, Byron Young? Yeah, I drafted yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you'd know his he's name. A bad, he's a bad dude, man. I drafted him because he's the defensive equivalent of Kurt Warner, too, man. Dude worked at Dollar Tree, came from nothing. You, you, you can't teach that struggle. I knew you know, that dude was going to be good. You know, we, we have our young, we have our linebacker. We need some help at, at, in the secondary in the draft. We need some help on the offensive line. That's always coming. But I like a lot of the pieces that we have. So for sure, a lot of things we say. Byron Young has been really impressive. Absolutely, really and, and, and and the other three we drafted three pass rushers. A lot of people don't really know that, um, but we drafted three. So Nick Hampton and and um, Oshawn Mathis haven't really had a lot of PT yet. I'm sick of them continuing to put Michael Hoyt out there when you drafted these guys. Like, let them play. What are you doing? Like, we've seen enough of Michael Hoy. He's he's whatever, dude. He's well, he's I mean, a jag. He's just a guy. Just a guy. He's so a they jag. put him out there in positions to make plays, though, and he has been doing that. I don't fairness. care. He's not a long term player on our team. No, he's so not why are you giving him the starting job? It's just stupid. Let the rookies so. play. 
All right, folks, it's time for us to get out of here. Go follow us on at, on X at Talk Rams. Follow me on Twitter at DC Paul and Tommy at Ram Tommy in LA. We'll see you back this Sunday night as we take a look at the Rams and Seahawks. We're out of here. Have a great one.